Yeah, so Gunnar, what's new? Dave, I'll tell you what's new. I uh, you remember the last time we spoke? I uh, I was doing a lot of work, kind of refactoring my Todoist situation. Yeah, as one does. As one does. Uh, and so I'm here with 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 news on the uh, on the productivity front. Um, I have uh, I recently discovered a new way of okay. So let me start here. I haven't changed the way that I store the tasks, but I've changed the way that I go through my tasks, and it has been such a boon that I feel like I should share it with you and everybody else. Okay. All right. So I have read, as I am a student of the productivity blogs, I've read about this notion of time blocking. You're familiar with this? So you take a, you say, okay, I'm going to devote this section of my day to this thing and this section of my day to this thing. And uh, I realized uh, recently that this is how I can more efficiently get through my, because here's my problem. I have a lot of stuff to do, Dave, as you might. Mm-hmm. I'll enter any given day with 30 to 40 things on my to-do list, mm-hmm. which is, as you know, carefully curated. Mm-hmm. And I find myself, perhaps you have the same problem of, I find myself thrashing through tasks. So I got five minutes of the meeting ends early and I got 10 minutes and I got to go through my list and be like, oh, I can knock this out. I can knock this out. Mm-hmm. And it creates a, a level of frenetic energy in my day that I don't appreciate. Hmm. And so instead what I've done is uh, the, the work for me settles into some broad categories. There's uh, quiet work, right? Work where I need to be concentrated for a certain amount of time. There's uh, housework, which I'll often do while I'm on the phone uh, and, you know, water around and there's dishes to be done and, you know, things to be dusted and, and what have you. Um, and then I've got other categories of work, which roughly, like, we can think about these as uh, contexts in the in the David Allen uh, in the David Allen rubric, right? And so, uh, what I started doing is I made myself full filters that say, okay, so these kinds of tasks that live in these projects, these are quiet tasks. Things that are tagged this way are quiet tasks. And then these are some housework kind of tasks. These are uh, so you get the idea. And then I created blocks during my day where I said, okay, for this ha- about a half hour a day, I should spend about half hour of my day on housework stuff of whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Uh, quiet work should be at least an hour a day I should be spending on quiet work and not you know just mm-hmm. stand around in meetings. And uh, this did, so first of all, it's good to designate a certain, because I know that I do quiet work better in the mornings than I do in the afternoons, right? Right. Um, housework easily done at the end of the day, easily, right? Mm-hmm. More difficult mm-hmm. to get it in the middle. Okay. This allows me to get more focused on doing the right kinds of work at the right times. Mm-hmm. This also has the salutary effect of, I did that. I did this trick. They tell you not to do it, but I, I've been doing it for years, which is if I need to make myself think about something, I'll go take something and then give it uh, an arbitrary due date so that that's when it pops back up on my list. You know what I mean? It's like a tickler. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, but if I'm sorting by context, I can look at my quiet list and at the top of my quiet list is all the things that have due dates on them. But then I can actually see all the other stuff on my quiet list that does not have a due date, mm-hmm. which is stuff that I wouldn't be able to see except during my like weekly kind of comprehensive review of things to do. But this allows me to kind of like casually pick up work without having to create this goofy 
like create an artificial urgency by putting a view down. You follow me? Right. Right. And so anyway, so time blocking, I'm now a fan. I get it. I understand why people are so passionate about it is because it allows you to do the right stuff at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to repeat it back to you, it sounds like you are saying that it's like, okay, in the morning I want to do all my deep work stuff. And Mm -hmm. so like mentally, maybe not physically, you, you sort of reserve your morning for that stuff. And that's like, okay, deep work time for that block of time. It's like, you're going to pull from the bin of, of deep work things. Right. right. Yeah. And then towards the end of the day, it's like folding socks or whatever, when your brain is mush, yeah. it's like, you know, or, or doing the dishes or whatever. It's like, you could pull from that. Is that, is that how you're doing it? Yeah, exactly. So, and, and by doing it this way, this also allows me to kind of throttle the amount of that kind of work that I can do. So I know, for example, that given my schedule, I've only got like five hours of quiet time available, right? And so I, this prevents me from signing myself up for more work that I could practically, than I could practically do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see? And it also ensures that I'm focused on stuff that is not super exciting, but it's stuff that needs to get taken care of every day. Like, there's yeah half hour of housework a day. There is easily a half hour of housework to do. There's laundry to get folded, as you say. There's things to be swept. There's dogs to be groomed. Things like this, right? Um, and so uh, anyway, I'm I'm having a great time with time blocking. Time blocking is where it's at. Nice, nice. Yeah, excellent. So how about yeah. you? How are you? How are you spending your time blocks? Uh, the Boston our intern round. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I tasked our intern to get us a uh, Mastodon account, and and I'll tell you what he learned. Mm, what's that? So, yeah. So it winds up like your Matt, like when you log into Twitter, mm-hmm. you you log in with your Twitter handle and your password, right? Yeah. Whereas with Mastodon, you log in with your email address and password. Mm-hmm. So the problem becomes: what happens if you want to have more than one? Uh, you know, if you have more than one Twitter account, you could have multiple logins, right? Uh, what if you want to have multiple Mastodon accounts? You need to have multiple email addresses, I find out. Yes. As my intern told me. <laughs> and so, yeah. And and so the intern, he was like getting, uh, uh, he thought he was going to be clever and yeah. ended up breaking Mastodon. Um, so like, like we, you know, fans of the show, uh, and you know this about uh, Plus email addresses. Oh yes, good old RFC A twenty two. Of course, yeah, and that's Sorry. where you have your email address, and then Plus, and then it could be spam at gmail dot com or whatever, or your email address uh, Plus Mastodon at gmail dot com, and mm-hmm. it's a way to have you know textually distinct fields in your uh in your uh uh um you know inside their database right Mm -hmm. Uh, but it winds up um that does not work on mastodon oh no right so it wound up having the the intern wound up having the dgshow.org uh mapped to uh his own personal mastodon address and it created this like parallel universe and it just wasn't good um and yeah and so the way uh the intern got around it was Mm -hmm. that instead of doing like um 
you know, like, like if we remember, we're talking about the Fediverse, where a you you have your email address and your password, and it you get one account per Mastodon server. So if you use a different Mastodon server, you can use the same email address and a different password. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I'm I'm pleased to announce that our intern uh, he was able to get uh, DG Show D O T O R G at uh, mas to, and and so it's it's out there. Excellent. All right. Problem solved. Yeah. So uh, everybody that's on Mastodon that listens to this show, that one person can uh, go ahead and and start following. <laughs> I like the way that the handle rolls off one's tongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, the other thing uh, that I discovered that I learned, uh, did you ever use uh, perplexity.ai? I don't think it, I don't think so. No. What yeah. So I'm and I'm, I just started playing around with it. Uh, but imagine like, you know, you fool around with like chat GPT, right? Sure. Yeah. So imagine that it is chat GPT that is up to date. It doesn't stop at 2021. And it gives you citations for what it claims. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Imagine footnotes of it's citing this Wikipedia article or and all that. So it's uh it's actually pretty cool. So um you can, you know, uh from a, a, a an AI hallucination standpoint, you could do some fact checking. Uh, to make sure that what it is coming up with is is accurate, right, right. Oh, that's nice. I like that kind of a self-documenting AI. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah. What do they call it? Um, man, my, um, it's been late in the day for me. But um, you know how like uh, a reproducible AI, or uh, how it can describe to you how it came to its conclusions. Uh, yes. This is essentially it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, but on the show, uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, this is going to be, uh, right up our alley, uh, for our demographic. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, NDA life hacks. It's all about life hacks. This episode, Mm -hmm. NDA life hacks as we all need, uh, day drinking life hacks, which we all need, uh, AI life hacks, which I I gave you one already. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, fake persona life hacks. All right. This sounds. This this is all news we can use. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in between the uh, the time blocking, uh, they could block some time out and listen <laughs> to the uh, uh, episode while they're folding socks. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So we're uh, so for people to get uh, links to perplexity.ai and and whatnot. What where should we be sending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can visit uh, dgshow.org. That's D is in Dave, G is in Gunner. Show And then if you are Still on Twitter, you can find us at uh, DG Show D O T O R G, and then if you're on Mastodon, both of you can go to DG Show D O T O R G at M A S T O. Excellent, excellent. And then uh, cutting room floor, very musical. Uh, we got uh, Ice Ice Matrix uh, featuring the cast of The Matrix and a, a surprise visitor, which I, I don't want to give away. Um, which and you watched that and you found it to be delightful. I did. It was an absolute delight. It definitely worth visiting. Yeah. Yep. 
And then uh, I don't know if you listen to this one, but uh, if you ever heard uh, uh, Freebird on the bagpipes, uh, and if if you haven't yet, uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, just follow that one. <laughs> yeah, Freebird on the bagpipes is something that you really only need to see once, unless you're an enthusiast of either Freebird or bagpipes. Yeah, or both. Um, but it's it was actually pretty good. So imagine. Uh, a young lady doing the uh, guitar solo from Freebird on the bagpipes. It was, it was, uh, and it was like note for note identical. It, uh, she, she did a, a really good job. Yeah, that's true. Quite a feat. Yeah. Quite a feat. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, NDAs. Um, that, are, are you a fan of executing NDAs? Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care for them. I don't care. Sign, I don't care for signing them. It's necessary evil. I suppose in some place, a lot of times it feels like an empty formalism, doesn't it? Yes, and 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 an unnecessary one, right? Yes. It's like, yeah, we'll sign an NDA and then I'll do a corporate overview, and and it's like, why, <laughs> you know? And it's and like seriously, um. So, uh, for the life hack for the NDAs, what if I could interest you in edible NDAs? Okay, I'm listening. Okay, so you got so imagine, uh, you you basically get this non-disclosure agreement that is, um. Uh, it has, uh, it's a in pill form, mm-hmm. and inside the pill, I think it has, uh, yeah, some zero zero gelatin with a QR code uh, printed on um, uh, rice paper with ingestible ink, and right. and um, that QR code was uh, ground into a powder mixed with the gelatin. You take that pill, and then for the next thirty minutes while you're ingesting that pill, and and the other person has to take the pill too. Um, you can. Uh, you're basically under NDA for 30 minutes until it's uh, digested. So the uh, <laughs> serving size is one capsule per party. And, uh, you, you know, you could do a three-way NDA with uh, three pills, right? And then uh, six capsules for only $19.99. That's great. That's great. And it's a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like uh, if if you do like... You know, a, a, a bi-directional NDA—that's that's like seven bucks for a pair. You know, of of pills. That's, so that's uh, how can you beat that? That's better than legal. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Is the uh, I like the I like that uh, I like that it's connecting this. We not only are we sending a contract, but we are we are we are both going to eat the same thing as a way of of mining. There's something kind of medieval about that, which I like a lot. Um, I think <laughs> I like. I like the idea that um, my favorite part of this scheme is that uh, the idea has to get countersigned by you also swallowing the pill. <laughs> it just kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, brings yeah. to mind like a princess bride situation of like which pill you're getting. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's also not a perpetual NDA, right? right? It's only good for thirty minutes while you're while you're digesting it, and yeah, and so, right. and I bet you, you know, they're probably going to come out with like an extended release version. You know, they can go on for maybe 60 minutes. That's right. That's for the, your executive briefings and, and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So it's it's a fun page. Uh, check it out. You could order it. And then uh, and, and just it's really great. Um, you know, it's it's a fun way to have uh, non-disclosure agreements. And that's where <laughs> yeah, you have the meeting and somebody's like, well, we could execute an NDA. It's well, you just pull the bottle out and just plop it on the table. So like, let's go. You know? <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah. I think, well, sorry, I have to consult my I have to consult both my lawyer and my doctor before we execute this NDA. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's, let's talk about, uh, day drinking, uh, life hacks, right? Yeah. So, um, you know how, like you have like the, your local police, uh, or sheriff, you know, and they, they have to do field sobriety tests. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, how do you think they, you know, they could actually do field sobriety tests on sober people, but is that a realistic environment? No, that's right. No, you need to, uh, as a, as a sheriff or as a, as an officer of the law, you want to make sure you're doing, uh, you're actually calibrating your instruments. You want to make sure that it's, it's, everything's working properly. Make sure you're reading the instrument properly. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. And and the person's not falling over or is falling over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's this local sheriff's department. Um, they basically, uh, are, I guess it's over now, but I'm sure they'll have another one that, so basically the, the DWI unit, uh, will coordinate for you and others to drink and socialize in a separate room. Mm -hmm. Um, they provide the alcohol, uh, and it's not, the alcohol is not paid by taxpayer dollars. Maybe it's like a policeman's fund or something like that. They get a, uh, a case of Keystone or something, you know, and then <laughs> after, uh, one or two hours of drinking, uh, you'll enter a different room and different officers will ask you to complete uh, a series of field sobriety tests. Um, and then they will note your uh, their observations. And if they think that you're over the limit, they'll ask you to do a breathalyzer mm -hmm. uh, to determine your level of uh, intoxication. Huh. Okay. Here's can I, I here's here's something I always assumed. Mm -hmm. uh, I always assumed they did this with each other. Right, ah. like half the cops and move into another room. I don't know why we need citizens for this. Although I'm glad that they're offering citizens the option. I think that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. Insane. Team building. That would be a good team building uh, yeah. exercise, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I would think too. It's like for people that are like they they like to volunteer. Like I like to donate blood and stuff like that. This is a yeah. nice nice way to give back as well, you know, and and uh, help your community out by making sure your local. Uh, Law enforcement officers are, are properly trained, and um, and uh, uh, you can get all tanked up. Uh, complimentary. That's right. Yeah, that is nice. And then bonus is that you're now on a first name basis, so when, so when you get pulled over, everyone's friends. Yeah, or they're like, "Yeah, you're not drunk. You're always that way," and they know you. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and so you got that. Um, they will also give you a ride home too. So I guess the police will drop you off at your house. Oh, that's a nice touch. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. And the neighbors all love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that's our life hack for, uh, day drinking. Um, and that was a problem that they were having. What was happening was that they were doing the evening training sessions and they had no problem getting people to like come in after work and get drunk. But the, the problem they were having was uh, finding people during the day uh, to, to do the drinking. And, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there were some good citizens that stepped up to uh, uh, help help the uh, law enforcement out. Yeah. Well, that's nice of them. That was really good. One for the team. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, all right. So, AI life hacks. Um, so, like, you know how it is with, with AI where... Um, you know, like you do like image recognition of like a soldier and, and then you use that to recognize that, oh, that's a soldier. And you, you build up this corpus of, of, you know, what the target is that you're, you're trying to identify. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was, uh, so what happened was that, um, 
it, I guess this was a, a DARPA Squad X program where um, they basically had an AI trained on uh, a squad of Marines. Uh, for They trained it on these Marines just walking around for like uh, in front of the AI camera for like six days. Mm-hmm. They, and so they use that to train it, uh, train the algorithm. And then then they put it up to the Marines. They're like, okay, figure out how to defeat this AI. And so uh, so there was, um, and they were basically said that, okay, Marine, if you can get all the way in to touch the robot without being detected, you win, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can imagine the uh, Marines uh, were like, yeah, let's, let's do this. They were all excited. And so with eight Marines, uh, they all, figure it out. Not a single one got detected. And um, so there was a pair. Uh, so, and they did it in a variety of ways, right? So they had a pair of Marines that basically somersaulted for 300 meters uh, until it got to the sensor. <laughs> Wouldn't have been me. Uh, they, they never got detected by the camera. Um, there were two other Marines that were, they evaded the camera by hiding inside of a cardboard box. <laughs> and, and they said that uh, they could hear them. They could hear the Marines giggling the whole time inside the box. <laughs> yep. And then uh, there was another Marine that uh, he basically field stripped a fir tree and I guess walked like a fir tree uh, <laughs> up to the camera. And and he won too, and um, yeah, and and it's you know the bottom line is it you know it's it it go, it went to show that you know the training data is based on, or you know the recognition is only as good as the training data and what you tell it to look for, yeah. and uh, so it's a nice example, but uh, uh, good 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 for the Marines uh, that uh, they were able to uh, uh, defeat the AI with a cardboard box and somersaults and. Uh, and uh, walking like a tree. That's right. And the lesson I'm taking away from this is that if I need to evade an AI-powered security camera, all I have to do is think like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, order some from Acme. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's great. Yeah. All right. So last thing I had was um, there's a, a fake name generator uh, that I that I saw on the internet, and you can check it out. Um, you go to it, and it's you can imagine you reload the page, and then it loads it up all over again. But what's cool is it it's like I'm like I'm like whoa, what's this for? And it's like, oh, this could be used for bad purposes for people to just generate, you know, whatever names that they want, right? Um, for like, you know, uh, faking people out or or things like that, and so. Um, but the reality is, is that the reason why this fake name generator was put together is for, um, I guess, like data input, uh, making sure your data input is good. You know, so imagine you're doing like a database and you want to make sure that you're parsing the zip code correctly or the area code and phone number or like a credit card number and things like um, that or social security number. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could generate these in bulk. And so it's like, oh, I want... I don't know, a hundred of them, right? And it'll kick out like a CSV file or a JSON file of like all of these that you could pump into a database and you could basically pre-populate uh, a database of of like customers or whatever uh, for you to be able to use in your application. So it's kind of cool. Wow. That's really cool. 
Yeah. And it's it's down to like it'll tell you what the your blood type is, uh uh, you know, what what your favorite color is, like all, all kind of like things like that. And I guess in theory you could sort of like if you want to save the identity, you could bookmark it and and you know, come back to it if you wanna have a different uh identity for, you know, whatever um, you know, Mastodon account or whatever you want to have, right? And um, the other thing too is that inside of like I don't know if you went to the page, but if you go on the page, um, you can actually it'll generate a fake email address for you that mm-hmm. isn't actually real. So you can, <laughs> yeah. So you could activate the the email address and and it would be um, and it gives you a bunch of different domain names and uh, and it'll you go to this web page and it'll sit there and keep reloading the page until an email hits a box. Um, you know, for you to look at to activate or verify something, and then I guess it'll self-destruct after a while. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so it's I, like you know, a lot of times we get you know we want to have our own um, fake identity, and and you just get that writer's block of of who you want to be, and uh, and and you can also specify it. It's like I want to be uh, a German living in the United States. And and so it'll be a German sounding name with the US address or, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great. This is great. Yeah. Again, I'm inspired now to have a separate identity for each of the online vendors that I use. Yeah, for sure. And then you can get the fake email address, right? Yeah. Uh, that is real. That's right. And it's yeah. Yeah. And and you could split it up too. Like you could say for the hundred things I want you to generate, I want it to be like 66% female, 33% male or whatever, and, and, you know, mix it up that way. That's great. That's great. How much fun. Yeah. And I'm sure it's all for, you know, it's, uh, it's all for good purposes. No, no way you could misuse it. That's right. I'm strictly going to use it for, for, for input validation. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's all I got. That's great. All right, Dave. Thank you. I feel like uh, I feel like now I've got uh, what? Are, what have I learned? We have learned how to evade uh, AI power security cameras. I learned how to drink on the uh, on uh, out of the police budget during the day, and I've learned how to uh, eat uh, eat an NDA. Yep, and and uh, and generate a fake identity for maybe with the police if you want. <laughs> for day drinking. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, were you here yesterday? It's like, no, that must be somebody that looks a lot like me. Oh, that was Daniel Rasmussen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So if if people, you know, the for all of our Leonard Skinner fans that uh need to get their bagpipe uh, guitar solos, uh where do where do we need to send them? Oh, they need to go to a dgshow.org. That's a D is in Dave. G is in Gunner Show dot O R G. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and uh, where else can we find them? Oh, yeah. And, and, and on Twitter at uh, DG Show, D O T O R G. And of course on Mastodon at, uh, at DG Show, D O T O R G, at M A S dot T O. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, thanks. And we'll see everybody later. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.